brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. December 13th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the morning blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, Pat. Did you enjoy that sunny afternoon? Did you get out for your walk yesterday? I did. I walked right out here in front of the building. We've got the big trail that goes down to the transportation center right uh-huh. here. And I walked up and down that trail, and there were a lot of people, a lot of dogs out there. And uh, what a day. It was just beautiful. But that wind, it was a little deceptive. It looked warm. It looked sunny. And you got out in that wind, and it was a little chilly. Um, but I endured, made it through, and, and just uh, everybody was smiling. I think everybody was in a good mood for the break. but. Guess what, Brenda? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that for sure. It's the winter time. We have to expect that we get weather during this time of year. And in Portland, Vancouver, yeah, it's the wet kind of weather. Uh, rain is coming, but enjoy right now. Enjoy the morning. I left the station yesterday, two thirty. Uh, and I had some plans that I had to do on the east side of town. So I, I took a little different route. It did feel like crazy town, a little bit out there. There were, I think everybody decided to take advantage of the nice <laughs> day and get their errands run. All I did, Pat, was again, I left at 2.30. I went across town, stopped at Costco to get gas because I had to go over the 205 bridge. And I grabbed a bite to eat. It took me an hour and a half to do just that. A drive across town, get gas at Costco, and then get across the bridge. And there are days that that could take 15 minutes. I could not believe. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here today. I noticed yesterday I went to Mass uh, afterward, and there was a line of cars. There's a four-way stop by the parish where I went. There was a line of cars that almost went a mile at that four-way stop. And I was like, those people, it's going to be 8 o'clock before they get home tonight. Yeah. It's a lot. I don't know what was going on yesterday. Crazy town. It was crazy town. So, yeah. So from now on for today's show, we are going to refer to Portland as crazy town. No, uh, it's just very, I think a lot of people are just excited for the holiday. Again, lots of errands getting done. And because we're kind of short time now, just a week and a half or so about uh, until uh, Christmas. So. But don't rush it. It's don't Advent. This is a, a time for preparation, a time to get ready <laughs> for the incarnation. I I know it's human nature to want to rush it and to get anxious about things. And believe me, I get that. But we've got to slow down. The, the, this is what the church reminds us to do. Advent is a season of preparation. So I did slow down because once I got to my assigned uh, appointment, which is what I was heading to. How long, let me ask you a question, Pat. How long does it take you to get your hair cut? When you go in (laughs) to get your hair cut, how long does it take? Oh, I'm in and out of that chair in five minutes, Brenda. Okay, three hours. Whoa. My appointment began at four. I mean, by the time we get in, sit, chat a little bit, we were both a little bit late. Uh, So really by 4.30, I got out of the chair at seven o'clock last night. That's a long time. It's a long, I mean, it takes a lot to get this head it of hair. It looks good, though. Well, I tell thank you, you very what, the much. investment has paid off. You're looking good. I wish <laughs> I wish we were on TV so people could oh, see how good see. you look. <laughs> so that is part of my Christmas preparation. Okay. And, and a gift to myself is to get my hair done this time of you year. You feel better? Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. And that, I that's love a it. great three-hour investment. So, right. 
<laughs> Scott appreciates it too. I appreciate him for uh, yeah taking care of me and and everything. So even better. But again, you you've been talking about preparation, and it is important that we recognize this Advent season. Don't get ahead of it. Do not. Don't don't get in no, there because it makes Christmas that much more special. So that you've been getting ready for it and, and preparing for it instead of rushing through and, you know, on the 26th, it's over. No, no, no. We've got these seasons that we need to enjoy and savor and, and, and love. So part of our planning right now, and it's the household is, is a little divided in the decisions here, but we're trying to decide whether we're going to go to Christmas Eve mass or Christmas morning mass. So everybody has a thought on that. My preference is Christmas morning. Yeah, I am too, because I was thinking about that. I was looking at that too. And you, you know, we have a Sunday obligation, which exactly. is Christmas Eve. So you would essentially be going to mass twice on Christmas Eve if you, if you did that. I mean, I realize it's two separate days liturgically, right. but or in, Saturday in terms of, of sleep. Yeah. You could do the, the Saturday vigil, vigil, too. Christmas yeah. vigil, something like that. I just am kind of feeling like it's a Christmas morning but then there are kids in the household one in particular who's like let's sleep in but I see well we're last gonna get year them up. though we had that snowstorm on Christmas day that's right that really caused a lot of problems hopefully we'll avoid that this year because I showed up at mass after putting my my car in four low and going up the big hill and there were there were maybe nine other people there for Christmas mass that's yes. it, that's how treacherous was here in the West Hills so yeah all right well I uh uh, odds are we are not going to have a white Christmas this year, considering how warm it is and how rainy it is right now. But Christmas will be here nonetheless. <laughs> Mark those words. <laughs> so uh, so is today's show. We're upon it. What do you got coming up, Pat? Well, we've got news on Pope Francis, and we've got uh, the latest update on the situation with the FBI here and the bomb threats that have been called in, even the houses of worship, school districts, houses of worship, airports in the area. This is disconcerting. Mm -hmm. We'll explore that a little bit more. All right. And we all know the effects that COVID had, but now there's some studies out that are really showing what's happened with our churches mm. and the shutdown of COVID. So we'll be talking a little bit about that just when you thought you didn't have to think about it anymore. So, well, we do have a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. We're going to start things now with Chris Bray, beloved child of God. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You have been running to surrender I'm calling you by my love will you answer there's nothing that you can do that severs my love from you so won't you come near to me just when you have given in overtaken by your sin you just need to know you Just when you have given in 
between your faith and everyday life with the morning blend brenda and pat 710 and are you intimidated by opera yes i am too Mm -hmm. i am too but you shouldn't be especially when you've got our lady holding your hand we'll be talking with taylor gonzaga she is the head of opera cecilia and she'll tell us why you should not be intimidated by opera as we celebrate our lady and check that weather forecast it's changing all that just ahead at mater day radio Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Day Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. 
As we inch closer into the new year, Matraday Radio's eye-catching 2024 Marian calendars are popping up in a variety of places. They're a great source of spiritual motivation to display in your home, office, shop, or anywhere you could use a little reminder that Our Lady is praying for you. And it's easy to get yours or pick up another one. Just check out our Advent Resources page at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app for your own 2024 Marian calendar featuring magnificent artwork, encouraging messages of hope, and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days throughout the new year. Let your friends at Matraday Radio show our appreciation for your legacy of prayerful support. Your generosity has been a tremendous blessing to us over the past 34 years. Visit our Advent Resources page now to get your own 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio and the sun, it's coming up. We have another dry day lining up today, but it's going to be getting a little bit breezy into the afternoon. Wind gusts will consistently stay at 20 to 30 mile an hour range around the Portland metro area and Vancouver. Highs today reaching 51 degrees and overnight we're cooling down to 42 Later this evening, tonight and into tomorrow, the rain returns high staying in the upper 40s. So it's coming back, but that's all right. We look at, Just look out the window right now. Beautiful. <laughs> 44 right now at St. Agatha Catholic Church and School in Selwood. And it is 46 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in North Vancouver. Matrade Radio recently teamed up with Opera Cecilia to celebrate our 34th anniversary and the season of Advent with a special recording of the Queen of Heaven and her Prince of Peace. Joining us this morning is the Artistic Director of Opera Cecilia, Taylor Gonzaga, who is also the co-founder of the organization with her husband, Tannis. Taylor, how did the idea for Opera Cecilia come about? One of the main inspirations behind it is the fact that there's a lot of um, opportunities available for emerging artists, but not a lot of lucrative ones. There's not ones that typically will actually pay the performers. Unfortunately, there's a lot of development opportunities where performers pay a tuition or things like that. But we wanted to do not only a company that was in line with our Catholic values, but a company that actually specifically offers, offers opportunities for emerging artists to get their start in the field in an environment that kind of promotes the values that we wish to promote. And so it was a combination of wanting to actually aid artists in their career advancement and show that opera is still an art form that's extremely relevant, um, all classical music is, but also be in line with the values that my husband and I wanted to exemplify in the industry, which is um, not, unfortunately, not always the values that are exemplified on the level that we wish they would be. In looking at your mission statement, it's pretty bold. It says to seek to deliver opera like it's never been done before. How do you do that? We've done that in a variety of ways in our first two seasons. So some of the stuff that we have done involves having a large digital component. And so we have our um, YouTube channel where I actually do reaction and analysis videos where I break down a lot of like really famous musical performances in all genres and kind of explain to the audience why this resonated with us so much or why is this singer good? Because a lot of people have those questions and don't know as much about vocal technique. And since I come from such an 
extensive background of that, that's an insight that we're able to add. So we do a lot more than just like a, a typical main stage season of performances, I guess. And we also collaborate a lot with local ensembles and entities. Like we've collaborated with you guys and we've collaborated with the Grotto, but we also have um, done a collaboration with the Columbia Gorge Orchestra Association in Hood River. And what was so exciting about that one was the fact that I acted as host for an opera gala concert, and we were able to explain the context of every operatic scene before the public heard it. So a lot of these works are in different languages and they're less accessible. And our goal as a company is to break that down and make it really palatable for somebody who might not have an extensive background. We're visiting with Taylor Gonzaga. She's the co-founder and artistic director of Opera Cecilia. And you mentioned early on about your Catholic values. And I noticed your patron, St. Cecilia. Tell us a little bit about why you chose her. Well, she's the patron saint of music and musicians in the Catholic Church. And my husband and I were both born and raised Catholic. And as I was progressing through my career in education, it can be a little bit of a minefield sometimes and a little topsy-turvy. So having the intercessions of a saint on your side is never a harmful thing. <laughs> and at the same time, the power of prayer and me just maintaining a dedicated prayer life has kept me with a deep understanding that everything that I do, I want it to be dedicated to our Lord. I love that. Let's talk about the performance that you did for us, the Queen of Heaven and her Prince of Peace. We have some Spanish hymns that are in that, and then bringing in Mozart's Exultate Jubilate as well. How did the program develop? Well, I knew that I wanted to do kind of this hybrid program of Spanish selections and English selections. Uh, my husband is fully bilingual in Spanish and English and has an extensive knowledge of that language. And he sounds like a complete natural when he's singing in that language. And so I knew I wanted to showcase his abilities as a tenor, but I we also had another friend of ours, Marcos Galvez, who has experience with the Spanish language too, and also comes from a similar background to my husband, who is the other tenor voice that you hear in the concert and the two of them I just knew would be so strong in some of the Spanish pieces that I have grown to love and one of them are these two mass excerpts from this series of composed mass parts by I believe he's from Mexico a composer named Ramirez who uh, wrote the Misa Criolla which is this um, set of mass settings in Spanish that reflect the deep cultural roots of Hispanic music in the Catholic church. And what I love about the two that we do, the, the Kyrie and then um, the uh, On You Stay, are the fact that he is brilliant at capturing the mood of every individual mass part. And those mass parts, we listen to them every Sunday in whatever language of mass we go to. And I think it's easy to go on autopilot a little bit and to forget how emotional those are. And how incredibly poignant and important to the mass they are. That's why they're always there. And so I love the way that he highlights that as a composer in the emotion of that text. It's almost dramatic in a way that you don't expect from those mass parts. 
Um, and then the uh, Santa Maria that um, my husband sings is by a local composer, Maureen Briar, who actually was the sacred music director at University of Portland for a long time. And I have to give a shout out to her because she was an incredible mentor to us, my husband and I, when we were there. And she wrote that piece and has given us permission to perform it. And so I just wanted to create this like really wonderful, accessible program that really authentically reflects the sound of that type of music. And that's why we also, um, it, because Schubert's Ave Maria with my past of doing quinceañeras at my church is a very beloved selection in the Hispanic community. Mm -hmm. And there was never an established Spanish translation. So we did it. And we were just like, we're just going to set one and do it for fun. And then as far as the Mozart is concerned, uh, that's been a bucket list piece for me for a really long time. It's a four movement work for soprano. Um, it's very challenging to sing. It's probably one of the hardest things I've prepared on my own, um, completely on my own as an artist. But the music is so incredibly joyful and exciting, especially the Alleluia at the very end, that it it added this level of joy that I always feel in anticipation of Christmas Day that we just had to include in the program. So it was a very fun program to put together. We're visiting with Taylor Gonzaga. She's the co-founder and artistic director of Opera Cecilia. Tell us about the recording process. Now, this was done in the Chapel of Mary at the Grotto, and you had it for the afternoon. So how did you bring all the elements together? We got to go in the Chapel of Mary by ourselves. We had the doors closed so that we were completely isolated with the acoustics. And um, I will tell you, the acoustics in there are so sensitive that we had to be super, super still the entire time making the recording. And you can still every once in a while hear like, sheet music turning or something. We couldn't really help that, but we were very still and very quiet. And it was interesting how different parts of the room were better for different voices. And the piano was even being picked up differently from different angles. So we had to position the microphone in a different way slightly for every single performer's. Taylor Gonzaga is our guest this morning. She's the artistic director of Opera Cecilia. And Taylor, where can people find out more about you? I have a website for my own stuff, particularly I have a private voice studio that is called the Cecilia Studio. That's sort of a sister organization to Opera Cecilia. And I have a little bit of info about Opera Cecilia and other things that I do in kind of the freelance performance sector. So if you go to taylorgonzaga.com, you can find out more about me. Opera Cecilia has its own dedicated website at operacecilia.com as well. One of the things that I love to do to encourage people to engage with us a little bit more is to check out the YouTube channel. In addition to operatic performances, my husband and I have also posted some original music to that channel, original contemporary music and um, other more experimental content. So we're kind of branching out and figuring out what our niche is a little bit in our first three seasons. But we also are extremely excited to be growing a following into getting people behind us a little bit more. Taylor Gonzaga, the artistic director and co-founder of Opera Cecilia. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you so much for having us. This has been such a meaningful collaboration. And check out the full performance of the Queen of Heaven and her Prince of Peace recorded live at the Grotto on the Hail Mary Media app and MatraDayRadio.com. 
It is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. That was a great program that we were able to air Friday, and then it was on again last night. You can check out the entire performance on our Hail Mary Media app. You can also check out our entire programming schedule. It's fantastic. It is just, we just get the opportunity to pick out the best programs from both locally and nationally here at Mater Day Radio 24-7. And especially as we lead up to the Christmas celebration, use this time of Advent to really prepare yourself with great programs from Mater Day Radio. Again, you can listen live on the Hail Mary Media app. You can also listen to our podcast there and our podcast straight from your computer at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. They are looking for a full-time, friendly staff member for their front office. Duties include greeting patients, collecting patient copays, and answering phones. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please send an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726, it's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Just ahead, Pope Francis in the news. He has settled on where he will be interred, and we'll tell you about that. It's not the Vatican. All right, I'll be interested in that. And he seems to be much better these days because he had a Wednesday audience this day focusing on miracles. I'll tell you about that, too, coming up in news. Here is Steve Agrizano. May your kingdom come. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Your spirit, anoint your people. 
That is Steve Agrizano. May your kingdom come. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Pope Francis announced in a recent interview that he plans to be buried outside the Vatican. The pontiff told Mexican broadcaster Televista N-Plus News Service that he's made arrangements to be buried in the Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome. The place is already prepared, Pope Francis told the outlet, saying that the basilica where he prays regularly before foreign trips is his great devotion. Pontiffs do not have a requirement for a burial location, but since the death of St. Pius X in 1914, all popes have been buried in the grotto under St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City. For centuries, St. Peter's Basilica has been the most common choice for the interment of deceased popes, but many pontiffs have chosen churches or catacombs which wish they have a more personal connection. And we know that there is a, a very close connection with Pope Francis just on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. He was there at St. Mary Major, brought a golden rose to her. Right. So that makes sense for sure. A survey released this month by a British Catholic organization demonstrates what the group says were the shocking effects of COVID-19 related church closures in that country. In its release this month, the group revealed that more than 60% of respondents said that their physical or mental health had been affected by church closures. The group said the survey results also demonstrated resilience in mass attendance with less than 10% of respondents saying they attend mass less frequently, not at all since the start of the COVID pandemic. In the U.S., which also saw widespread church shutdowns, many legislators over the past few years passed laws to protect houses of worship from state-mandated church closures in the event of a public health emergency. A majority of states now offer varying levels of protections. A Gallup poll released earlier this year, meanwhile, showed that fewer Americans are going to church than they did before the start of the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns. You know, if that's you, let this Advent season be the time that you come home. The Federal Bureau of Investigation is looking to at least 18 threats made across the state of Oregon on Monday, including more than a dozen bomb threats that prompted the evacuation of schools in six districts. Kieran Ramsey, the special agent in charge of the FBI in Oregon, said the threats were not credible, but the FBI is taking the threats seriously. After bomb threats disrupted at least six Oregon school districts, Bandon, Corbett, Colton, Cascade, Central Lynn, and Arlington, the FBI said they're now also looking into threats at three synagogues and two small regional airports. Ramsey said some of the threats have similarities, including common verbiage. Some of those threats were able to be attributable to an IP address located overseas. Authorities also said similar threats were made in at least six other states. Tesla is recalling more than 2 million vehicles across its model lineup to fix a defective system that's supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention when they use autopilot. Documents posted Wednesday by U.S. safety regulators say the company will send out a software update to fix the problems. The recall comes after a two-year investigation by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration into a series of crashes that happened while the autopilot partially automated driving system was in use. Some of those crashes were deadly. 
The agency says its investigation found autopilot's method of ensuring that drivers are paying attention can be inadequate and can lead to foreseeable misuse of the system. The recall covers nearly all of the vehicles Tesla sold in the U.S. and includes those produced between October 5th of 2012 and December 7th of this year. The software update includes additional controls and alerts to further encourage the driver to adhere to their continuous driving responsibility, the document says. So, Brenda, on my trip home uh, to Texas, I was in Austin, and I noticed as I was flying in, I could see that uh, Tesla gigawatt factory. Really? So on my way back, I went out there to see it. Four million square feet. What? Four million square feet. I, it, it is in. It just goes on and on and on. Never seen anything that big ever. And what are they doing on the inside? Well, they can actually drive trucks into it. So instead of having a loading bay, they drive the trucks right in. So say they've got tires, they go right to where the tires are needed in the warehouse. Oh. So it has actually got roads inside <laughs> the warehouse. Goodness. Yeah, okay. it's incredible. In sports, well, the drama continues. The legal fight over control of the Pac-12 has taken another turn as Oregon State and Washington State blocked a traditional multi-million dollar revenue distribution from the conference office to the other member schools. OSU and WSU called the decision responsible and suggested any other action would not be in the best inference of the future of the conference. In response, the 10 outgoing members accused OSU and WSU of abusing their position as allowed by a court order and therefore causing harm to athletes at the outbound schools. For the 2023-24 fiscal year, the split is approximately $61 million or just over $5 million per campus. Twelve schools agreed recently to allow Washington State and Oregon State to enter a scheduling agreement with the Mountain West starting next fall. During this holiday season, sometimes within your family, you may find that it's hard to let go of some anger and long-term resentments. Well, calling themselves the Catholic gentlemen, John Heinen, Sam Guzman, and Devin Shadit send light on the chains of unforgiveness, offering a path to mercy and reconciliation. They say first, recognize the control of unresolved anger. John says when anger is controlling you, it seeps into your relationships with family, friends, your children, your spouse, and leads to a state of emotional bondage. To start healing, they say, we must first recognize this hidden control and acknowledge how unresolved anger can dominate lives. Then they say, understand the boomerang effect of unforgiveness. Devin explains the boomerang effect of unforgiveness where the person holding on to the grudge suffers more than the intended target. He said unforgiveness is like giving someone else the poison and you dying from it. The key is perspective to understand that forgiveness is not just a gift to others, but a crucial step towards self-healing. And then finally, they say, Move beyond the desire for vengeance. Calling out the destructive desire for vengeance, Devin cautions against wishing harm on others, emphasizing that this is not the mind of Christ. We have to be very careful about the kind of justice we desire. Instead, they say we should shift towards understanding and forgiveness as the path to growing in 
holiness. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. We'll take a step away from the craziness and enter into a twilight talk with Adina Marie Hale this evening at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. The program includes an Advent talk by Dina Marie, followed by Eucharistic Adoration at 8.15. Of course, refreshments will be provided. A free will offering is accepted. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And the Christmas Festival of Lights continues tonight at the Grotto. Brenda, I know you're excited about this because your favorite group's going to be there. Which one? It is the Rose City Timberliners Barbershop Chorus. Oh, I am amazed, actually, at the sound that four (laughs) voices can come together. They are beautiful. That'll be incredible. Plus, the Sandy High School Choir is going to be out there tonight. You could be there, too. We've got a chance for you to win tickets coming up really soon. Plus, our good friend Mark Dole checks in to Tell us all about this wonderful Advent tradition of lessons and carols. It's something you want to learn about. I went last year. It's amazing. We've got that plus a check of your weather next at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon in praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed Mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This novena is traditionally prayed 15 times a day, starting on St. Andrew's Feast Day, November 30th, until Christmas Eve. For more information and to find more of your favorite Catholic prayers, please download the free Hail Mary Media app onto your smartphone. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. 
I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 741 at Modern Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, the clouds are rolling in. It's making for a beautiful sunrise this morning. High up to 50 this afternoon. Then the rain's back tonight, a 30% shot, mainly after 3 in the morning, low about 41. If you're hoping to see those gemmated meteorites tonight, I don't think you're going to be able to see that. More rain tomorrow and a high of 46. Currently, it is 36 degrees at St. Alice Catholic Church down in Springfield. And 44 at St. Mary in Mount Angel. Okay. Yes. And know you're ready. Mm-hmm. I already saw the phone lighting up. Let's do it. Let's take caller number four right now, 888-823-5286. We have got a family six-pack for the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto. We want to put you and five of your friends in the middle of all the fun with the barbershop choirs. Again, we are looking <laughs> for caller number four, 888-823-5286. Caller four, a winner with Mater Day Radio. So much of the focus during these weeks of Advent lead us to a wonderful celebration of Christmas. But we have to pay special attention to these weeks of Advent. It's a very unique time in our liturgical year. And boy, that will set us up for a fantastic Christmas. Now, one way you'll be able to do that is to head this Sunday to St. Mary's Parish in beautiful Mount Angel, Oregon. They have a very special Advent service, lessons, and carols. Joining me today to tell us about it, well, it's our good friend Mark Dole from St. Mary's Parish there in Mount Angel. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for joining us once again on the Morning Blend. Good morning, Brenda. How are you doing today? Oh, I am a wonderful on this beautiful morning. Like I said, during these weeks of Advent, we really want to try to focus on what these four weeks allow us to do. So that way we have a beautiful celebration as the Christmas season begins on December 25th. Now there at St. Mary's, you're prepared to have a wonderful Advent service. Tell our listeners a little bit about the history of Lessons and Carols. Absolutely. Well, before I jump into that, Brenda, let me also say that I, I hear it come across on the radio several times that Advent's one of those seasons that it's here and then it's gone. <laughs> and and so um, we, it's very hard to take in the beauty of the Advent season. And I think that's where something like Lessons and Carols is, is um, yeah, something is, is a beautiful opportunity. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a great way of putting it. It's an opportunity. Uh, to recap the whole Advent season in in, in one hour. And um, so the history of it, actually, it dates back about 140 years, something like that. It, it came from the 1880s. It, was, um, it came out of the Anglican Communion in England um, as like a Christmas Eve service. And uh, basically, they recapped a lot of the readings of um, the Advent season, those prophetic readings that we hear from Isaiah, um, and then um, then would bridge it into those nativity readings we get from Luke and Matthew, um, so forth, um, from the Gospels, and and together they they build up like nine readings um, or nine lessons as they put it, um, and and then between each lesson is is choral pieces. Um, it really came to its um, day in, in about. End of World War One, 1918, when uh, King's College in Cambridge, England, picked it up and really developed it 
um, and uh, it became kind of the mainstay of their coral society. Um, and that's really, if you want to see one of the best examples of lessons and carols, just look it up on YouTube. That's it's quite beautiful. I think one of the beautiful traditions of that is they have the boys' choirs and um, and the opening song once in Royal David City the, is is cantored by one of the boy sopranos and he and the tradition goes that the boy sopranos all of them are prepared but none of them know who's going to sing until they're in procession and the choir master points to one of them and he comes forward and sings the opening um, verse of Once in Royal David City. So we're going to do something like that. We, we have a, um, although our, we have prepped our, our children's choir, uh, two of our um, children will actually open the service with that uh, verse, the mm. opening verse of Once in Royal David City, and uh, it's kind of holding on to that tradition in, in one sort of a way. But, it, yeah, it's a beautiful service. Um, if no one, If you haven't had the opportunity to be part of it, um, it's a great way to... Uh, prepare for Christmas um, by recapping Advent in, in, in that one hour. Well, that one hour begins at 5 o'clock this Sunday, December 17th at St. Mary's Parish in Mount Angel. Mark Dole joining us today to give us more details as to what is happening. So you mentioned the choirs. Have you been listening to them? Have they been spending a lot of times? You said you have a children's choir. Will there be also the adult choir that will be joining them that evening? Yeah, we, we actually will have all three of our choirs participating in this. It will be carried, um, the whole event will be carried by our Schola Cantorum, um, which is our, um, it's a, the newest choir we have at St. Mary's, but it, um, it is much more on that polyphonic um, style of, of singing. Um, but then we'll also have our normal, uh, our normal, our regular church choir that we would sing often at 10 o'clock mass, and newly in this past year, year and a half, we have a children's choir, so they're also going to participate. So all three choirs are going to participate in the service, and and it's not only it's not only like a, it's not supposed to be a concert. There will be um, the 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 singing by the scholar or the choir, but there's also congregational singing as well. So um, it, it really is a interactive um, participatory type service as well. So. Um, yeah, I think it'll be something very special. You you asked about, have they been preparing? Yeah, they've been preparing for a long time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I love it. So. <laughs> well, if you head over to their webpage, stmarymountangel.org, they're on their front page, their homepage, they've got lessons and carols there. Mark, I'm looking at that page right now, and the pictures there looks like they are singing with candles. Is the, the set, the scene there at St. Mary's, is it, dark inside the church aside from all of these young people carrying their candles yes and no um we we do dim the lights really low um because for the atmosphere and we do um i I light uh at least at least a hundred and something candles just to to create that beautiful candle lit atmosphere and this year we're inviting people to bring their uh, we prefer if they would bring their um, battery-operated mm. kind of candles. Sure. It's more so we don't have to clean up all the wax. That somehow always ends up all over the pews, which we experience at Easter every year. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, to create a, a beautiful candle-lit uh, kind of service, 
St. Mary's Church is, is a beautiful church in that neo-Gothic style. And so when you dim the lights and put a lot of candles, it, it is spectacularly beautiful. Um, and uh, we it, it, there is a video on the website from last year's service. Um, the, the, the YouTube video doesn't do it justice. It, it, it's so much more pretty and warmer. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the... Christmas atmosphere. If you if you ever go to a candlelit service, that that's what we're aiming for, and I think the church delivers well on that. All right. Well, that will be happening five o'clock on Sunday. So bring a battery operated candle and just prepare yourself for a beautiful evening. Anything else people need to know before they attend, or is it just let's let's gather together and enjoy? Two things I would say is is try to be there on times because you want to you want to catch the entrance procession which is 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 uh i think quite spectacular um we do a long procession from the sacristy around the church and down the aisle when it's that all these servers are carrying candles and all the readers take part in that and carrying candles and with with father and the other servers and so yeah d- don't miss the beginning because that's kind of special so you want to be in the church and seated just prior to five o'clock. Um, yeah, bring your candle because I think the more candles people are holding, the the more beautiful it is. Um, last year, uh, we, like I say, we had additionally 150 other candles and candelabras and, and everything around the church lighting the, the place up. Um, and maybe the other thing is if you want to make a whole afternoon of it, uh, keep in mind that at the brewery, the monks are also doing the... Um, their, their carols uh, at the brewery uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon. So you could basically make an afternoon of it, enjoy some carols and, and a beer over at the brewery just up the road, and then come down at five o'clock and join us for the spectacular service at St. Mary's Church at five o'clock. Oh, a, a beautiful Advent doubleheader, it sounds like to me. It's coming up this Sunday. Mark, thanks so much. I know that you have put so much, you and the parish there, and of course those beautiful choirs, so much into it, and we're looking forward to the event. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to take too much credit for it because I really play a small part in the whole thing. But yeah, big, big shout out to, to Emily Bavaro, our director of choirs here at the uh, at the church and her husband, who's a professional conductor also will be uh, participating and conducting some of the pieces. So uh, um, yeah, Come, come expecting a great evening. Oh, absolutely, as we always do with the events that happen there at St. Mary's. Again, God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your Advent. Oh, you too, Brenda, and God bless all of you at uh, Mater Day Radio. Oh, thank you so much. Again, that is Mark Dole from St. Mary's Parish in Mount Angel. So the event, Lessons and Carols, coming up this Sunday, December 17th at 5 o'clock p.m. And as Mark just mentioned, you can also attend an afternoon event there with the monks at Mount Angel Brewery. You'll find all these events on our community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 753 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And Linda, congratulations, Linda, at Holy Rosary is going to the Christmas Festival of Lights with Monterey Radio. We got a family six-pack of tickets for Linda. She can enjoy that barbershop quartet tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's some sweet harmonies there. And we've got more of those family six-pack of tickets to give away tomorrow for you. So keep listening for your chance to win to be a part of the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto with Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Broadcasting the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio, KBB in Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene Springfield, Translator K235BF Eugene, and streaming at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Visual set designer Philip Metchen has a unique job in the movies. He designs sets for animated films such as Pixar's The Incredibles 2. In a recent interview with Catholic World Report, Metchen explained his love of nature and how he takes inspiration from the divine when creating the highly detailed world of a Pixar film. He said, I feel like whenever I'm using real-world environments as inspiration, I'm using God as inspiration. Metchen is a Catholic and brings his faith into his work. He also wants his work to reflect the beauty of the world and of the human experience. He concluded, As an artist, you feel a responsibility that these things you create will be positive and enlightening. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 7.56 on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Maybe you saw it on the drive home yesterday. Big fire under the Hawthorne Bridge. We'll tell you what was going on next. And today, the feast day of a beloved St. Lucy. And we'll talk about why she is a perfect saint for Advent. I'll tell you that story coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. There's a strong belief that your name matters. It has a weight on who you're meant to become. I can't tell you how many times I've been told that Sophia means wisdom. Still trying to live up to my name, but today's saint quickly stepped up to hers. Lucia means light. Born in Sicily in the year 283 during the reign of the Christian-hating Emperor Diocletian, Lucy was raised by her mother Eudicea in the faith. Her father passed away when she was very young, and her mother took her daughter's future to heart, caring for her as much as any loving mother would. Wanting to see Lucy married off to a respectable man with great wealth, a marriage was arranged. 
There was just one problem. Eudicia had raised such a pious daughter that Lucy offered her heart and virginity to the Lord without question. Not understanding her daughter's plea to constantly push back the wedding, Eudicia began to grow weary of Lucy's delays. During this time, Eudicia suffered from hemorrhages. Upon the request of Lucy, the mother and daughter traveled to the burial site of St. Agatha, where they prayed for a healing miracle. After four long years of suffering, Eudicia was healed, and Lucy finally revealed the hidden truth as to why she couldn't accept her fiancé's hand in marriage. Finally understanding her daughter, the wedding was called off. Unfortunately for the bridegroom-to-be, he only heard word of the called-off marriage when Lucy began selling all of her jewels and gifts to the poor. Outraged, he stormed to the governor and revealed Lucy's Christian faith. In an attempt to force her to renounce her faith, Lucy was sentenced to forced labor at a brothel. Definitely not the proper place for a lady, let alone a consecrated virgin. When the guards came to carry the young girl away, they found her immovable, literally. It was as if she had been nailed to the ground and they were trying to move a mountain. Even their team of oxen couldn't move her. When their efforts failed, they turned to striking down the young girl where she stood. Lucy overcame many trials and persecutions, including the torture of having her eyes removed. That's why most icons depict her holding a platter with her eyes and also giving her the patronage of the blind. It was said that in her final moments, her eyesight was returned to her and she died of the wounds inflicted on her in the year 304. Her feast day is celebrated around the winter solstice, the darkest day of the year, with a procession of young girls dressed in white. A crown of lit candles is placed upon their heads to signify the little light of the Christian faith in the darkness, little Lucy. It's easy to give in to something when it means our lives will be more cushiony. But Jesus didn't say that this life would be easy if we desired eternal joy with him. Let us hold fast of our belief in the God of the living, and may our own light of Christ shine forth in a world that is corrupted by hatred and darkness of the soul. St. Lucy of Syracuse, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on St. Lucy and the other saints and to pray with the saints, you can download the Hail Mary Media app. Details are available at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. The passion for the proclamation of the gospel involves every Christian from the beginning, Pope Francis reiterated at his weekly general audience earlier today, concluding his cycle of reflection on Christian apostolic zeal. The Pope began the catechesis by inviting the faithful to reflect on the rite of the Ephatha, performed during the sacrament of baptism. He recalled that this rite comes from Jesus' miracle of healing of the deaf and mute man in Galilee. Pope Francis noted that the miracle was accomplished in territories then predominantly inhabited by pagans, not Jews. This, the Pope said, shows us that Jesus is able to open the ears and the mouths of those who can't hear or speak, where deafness and muteness in the Bible signify metaphorically being close to God's call. Finally, just like last Wednesday, at the end of the general audience, Pope Francis was driven through St. Peter's Square and the Ark of the Bells to get a closer look at the Christmas tree and nativity scene set up in the square whose inauguration took place last Saturday. 
Multnomah County is assessing the damage and functionality of its bridge operations center after a fire took a significant toll at the facility. The building near Hawthorne Bridge was heavily damaged by a fire just after 6 last night and was quickly put out by Portland Fire and Rescue. Multnomah County released a statement saying the building that was damaged was their bridge maintenance and operations center, the county bridge shop, which sustained damage from smoke, fire, and water. The blaze is believed to have originated from a mechanical fire that occurred when equipment on a water tanker parked in a garage bay malfunctioned and became engulfed. There were no injuries, but a lone maintenance employee was evaluated and then released with no issues. A driver who was traveling to visit their child at Dornbecker Children's Hospital had a tree smash onto their vehicle on Monday afternoon. They were not injured, according to Portland Fire. Around 11.30 a.m., firefighters responded to the scene in the area of Southwest Terwilliger Boulevard and Southwest Condor Lane. A large tree had fallen from the hillside and smashed onto the SUV. The driver was able to slide out of their seat and exit through the back. The driver was traveling to visit their child at Dornbecker Hospital. Portland Fire gave them a ride after meeting with police and city arborists. The Diocese of Sacramento will seek Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection after more than 250 lawsuits claiming sexual abuse by clergy and other staff, according to Bishop Jamie Soto. The diocese, which has 102 parishes serving over 1 million Catholics, will likely file for bankruptcy in March of 2024, according to the bishop. Under Chapter 11 protection, a court would oversee how available assets would be distributed to fulfill claims against the diocese. Victim survivors would be represented in a court-supervised proceeding, the diocese said. In a statement, the group Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests, SNAP, criticized the bankruptcy move. Sacramento will become the 33rd diocese in the United States to file for bankruptcy. A Portland homeless shelter stands to raise thousands of dollars after someone dropped off a pair of rare sneakers in the donation bin. They were one of just a handful of pairs custom made for film director Spike Lee. The gold Nike Air Jordan 3 Nikes are now part of Sotheby's Emergence Auction, which closes on December 18th. The shoes were listed with an estimated value of fifteen dollars to $20,000. The proceeds will go to Portland Rescue Mission. James Free was serving in the donation room at the time and first noticed the shoes. He figured they had to be worth something and alerted leadership. Well, Aaron Holcomb, director of staff ministries, took the shoes to a sneaker expert who agreed. They immediately authenticated them and said, these are really special. Please take care of them, Holcomb said. She soon learned that the size 12 and a half Nikes were one of just four or five pairs of custom made for film director Spike Lee. Lee and his party wore them to the 2019 Academy Awards the same night he won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for Black Klansmen. Lee had commissioned famed Nike shoe designer Tinker Hatfield to customize the Jordan 3 sneakers. Holcomb said she reached out to Lee's company to see if anyone was missing a pair of the golden shoes, but she never heard back. 
Huh, how about that? How about that? So off to auction they will be, and every cent of the proceeds goes to Portland Rescue Mission. I think Spike Lee played an important role in the history of, of Air Jordan. You know, if you remember back, the original ads for Air Jordan featured Mars Blackman, uh-huh. who was Spike Lee, and Michael Jordan, and he, he called him money. He said, is it the shoes, money? He said, no, Mars, it's not it's the shoes. Not the shoes. I love those old <laughs> ads. Those were cool, but that, that really kind of started the phenomenon. So yeah. this is cool this how is that... Cool. And they actually have pictures. Wound up in the bin. Who knows who was wearing them, but they actually have Spike Lee on the red carpet in his tuxedo wearing gold Nike 3s. In other sports news, former Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert will miss the rest of the NFL season after surgery. His fourth year as an NFL starting quarterback is over with four games remaining in the season. The Los Angeles Chargers placed Herbert on injured reserve yesterday after he had surgery to repair the broken index finger on his right hand. Herbert visited two hand specialists Monday after he suffered the injury during the second quarter of Los Angeles' 24-7 loss to Denver on Sunday. Chargers coach Brandon Staley said Herbert's injury went well and he's on the road to recovery. Good news, Brenda. Herbert is the seventh starting quarterback in the NFL to be lost this season due to an injury. It is a hazardous position, to say the least. No doubt. But you go all the way back to the first game of the season. Right. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, right out. (laughs) First series. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that is tough. That's tough. Well, you know. A, a swift recovery and uh, the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers were going to make the playoffs this year anyway. So rest well, Justin. O- Oregon's pulling for you. Our, our Eugene, our Eugene native, right there. Absolutely. The church honors only a handful of saints during the short season of Advent, and Saint Lucy stands out as a perfect fit. Now, born in the third century at an early age, Lucy dedicated her virginity to Christ, but her mother was not aware of it and arranged to have her married. Lucy refused because of her private vow, and the man she was supposed to marry turned her into persecutors as a Christian. This led to her martyrdom. Devotion to her spread rapidly throughout Europe, particularly in Scandinavia, where many traditions continue to be celebrated in her honor. Now, one of the main reasons why her feast makes a perfect Advent feast is because of her name, Lucy, which means light. And this symbolism of a light in the darkness is very fitting during Advent, especially in the Northern Hemisphere here at a time of the year when days grow shorter and shorter. Candles also play a large part in many Advent traditions, including the Advent wreath, and in many customs celebrated in honor of St. Lucy. Now, Dom Prosper Granger reflects on her name in a prayer he composed in his liturgical year, and it says this, Pray for us that our eyes may be purified and may see in the child who is to be born at Bethlehem, the new man, the second Adam, the model on which the life of our regeneration must be formed. So as we go forward in Advent, may we take St. Lucy as a guide during this beautiful season of preparation. You know that tradition in uh, Sweden with on St. Lucy's Day, you remember what the girls wear? They wear the wreath with the candles in them, right? They wear the wreath with the candles in <laughs> them. You better be careful with the hairspray. Well, walk real carefully. <laughs> or better yet, yeah, just get those battery-operated lights. There you lights. go. There you go. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Get up early Saturday morning at 6 a.m. is the Rorate Chaley Mass for Advent at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited to attend this Advent tradition. The Mass of the Blessed Virgin Mary for Advent is offered, according to the Dominican Rite, just before dawn and the church lit only by candlelight. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, our digital disciple, Sarah Kinsey, checks in with us next. And Sarah has a very special interview with Elizabeth Gillette, a pro-life advocate out of Silverton, who has a brand new book on her pro-life journey. You'll want to hear all about that after we check weather next at Materday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsborough is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsborough at gnzinsurance.com. Matraday Radio wants to put your family in the middle of all the fun at the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Make plans now to be a part of the largest Christmas choral festival in the world with captivating performances from the Pacific Northwest's finest choirs. There's also continuous entertainment in the Grotto's Plaza with outdoor caroling, puppet shows, holiday shopping in the Grotto gift shop, and of course, more than two million dazzling lights. Stay on top of all of the Christmas Festival of Lights activities with the Morning Blend on Matraday Radio. Each day will keep you updated on the latest event developments, including behind-the-scenes interviews, the nightly choir schedule, and chances to win tickets for your family to join in all the excitement. Don't miss the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights now through December 30th. And keep up with all the fun on Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
It is 8.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Beautiful morning out there, but be ready for some gusty winds. Winds will be constant in the 20 to 30 mile an hour range. Gusts will be across Portland and Vancouver. Highs today reaching 51 degrees, then overnight cool down to 42. Looks like rain is coming back into the menu this evening too and high staying in the upper 40s tomorrow. So another rainy day ahead. And right now it's 44 at St. Mary in Almsville. And it is 36 degrees, excuse me, it is 41 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. As followers of Christ, we are each called to defend every human life, but we often find ourselves unsure of how to discuss pro-life topics or how to practically get involved. Well, a local author has just released a new book through Our Sunday Visitor to help each of us cultivate our own pro-life activities and attitudes. This is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, and today I am speaking with Elizabeth Gillette, pro-life speaker and author who has just released the book, Above All Love, Discerning Ways to Defend Life with Clarity and Justice. Good morning, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us. And I would just like to start by asking you, what prompted you to write this book? Hi, thank you for having me. It's very exciting. You know, the book itself, I didn't set out to write it. It just actually was something that I wrote for myself um, in the morning hours of prayer and quiet as I was healing and um, learning about Christ and what that meant in my own life and where I wanted my own ministry to go and what it, what it needed to do. And after the morning prayer sessions with my Bible, with my catechism, I would write down the things that were revealed to me and to my own heart. And so each session of prayer ended up morphing into one of the chapters in the book. Wow, that's beautiful. So it, it was really born out of that prayer that you had yourself and and how has the process been for you in finally putting it together and and publishing this it was really exciting um you know people have said that it's very difficult to become published but that wasn't my experience at all i wrote the book and i submitted it to our sunday visitor it was the only publishing company i submitted to and they accepted it right away wow and the editing process was very painless i had wonderful editors over there and the final product was very much something that i feel god wanted people to hear about and in a ministry that is so polarized mm-hmm. um I really wrote from a place of love for our Catholic brothers and sisters. And it's a book that helps people venture inward and kind of discern where they may be making mistakes. And that can be a really scary thing. It can be really scary to look at ourselves and say, wow, maybe I'm not doing the best here in this ministry, or maybe I'm making some mistakes or I hadn't thought Mm -hmm. of it that way. And so Knowing that that was the direction, uh, the theme of the book, I I really wrote carefully um, mm-hmm. because I feel like when Jesus meets us in those difficult places of our lives, he doesn't meet us with anger. He doesn't meet us with hatred. He doesn't mm-hmm. meet us with disgust. He meets us exactly where we are and he embraces what we are doing good and he covers us with his precious blood and with his forgiveness And so I hope that the readers, when they're done with the book, will feel that love and will be able to take that love out into their ministry. I I think what you said about 
you know, approaching with love, even in your writing, I really felt that as I was looking through this book, you just have so much care for those in the Catholic or other pro-life communities that are trying, but we sometimes don't get it right, even just in the things that we say, but also, you know, your love uh, for especially those women in those situations. And and as you share about, you know, very practically your own experience as, you know, a post-abortive mother, and you just have so much compassion um, for, for everyone in this, in this book, which I thought was so beautiful. Well, thank you for saying that. It's funny that you say compassion because a few summers ago, I was going through the shed at my parents' house where they have buckets of storage items. Okay. And I, I found my baptismal book, you know, where parents go through a class and they, oh, right. they are taught before their children are baptized. And inside my baptismal book that I found covered in dust, my dad had written a prayer for me. And the one thing that he asked the Lord to bestow on me was compassion. Wow. And I really do... I, I give the Lord so much thanks because compassion does come easily for me. And mm. and I know that's not the case for all. And so I do pray that, you know, we can cultivate that compassion and help to spread that, especially in a ministry that is so polarized and that is so full of pain mm-hmm. and, and is, is so secret that, you know, so many people are, are living through the after effects of abortion mm-hmm. um, in secret and they really do need compassion. And, and that's our job. You know, we we're called to do that, whether we're, pro-life ministers or not, we're called to love and to be compassionate. Oh, that's very true. I'm speaking this morning with Elizabeth Gillette. She's a local speaker and pro-life author of the new book, Above All Love. Now, Elizabeth, can you share a little bit with our listeners when they get this book, what should they expect? You know, what are they going to find in in this book? This is a unique book um, because it can be used alone or it can be used in a group setting. It's very easy to read. The chapters are short. And in each chapter, you're going to find sprinkled in some stories from my own experience, from my own abortion, my own abortion healing. Mm. You're also going to find some really deep questions and reflection time where you can look inward and kind of absorb the information that's in the chapter and decide what the Lord is telling you in this moment. What can you learn from these chapters? And the chapters are anything from, you know, speaking to a post-abortive woman mm-hmm. or breeding hatred and mm-hmm. what that does to our ministry or working together or, you know, maybe we're not working together. And what is that actually doing to our ministry? And so each topic is essential on its own, but it knits together a beautiful mosaic of ways that we can tangibly help save lives and to help women and men and families that are affected by the loss of these millions of children. And at the very end of the book, you'll find an examination of conscience. And I find that as a Catholic, you know, that's something that we really need to take seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to examine your conscience on a topic like pro-life ministry when maybe you don't understand the errors Mm. in your own ministry, or maybe you don't see um, the after effects of the way we speak or Mm -hmm. the way that we march or whatever it is that we're doing. So the book is really going to help the reader take into account their ministry through the lens of a post-abortive mother, me, Mm -hmm. um, through the lens of the catechism and the Bible and your own personal prayer, your own personal revelation with Jesus And then you can take the time to do that examination of conscience. I highly recommend that everyone go to confession after reading this. And there are also um, handpicked prayers at the end that will 
um, help you, fortify you, just create a, a deeper love connection between you and our Savior, because that's what prayer is, right? It's communion right. with God. And, and I, I really think that they are going to sustain our readers as they go through this journey. Wow, that is just fantastic. And I love the approach of kind of digging inward and really renewing our relationship with God, because everything that we do flows from that. And and I think sometimes when we're thinking about these problems in society, especially that have to do with abortion, it can just feel so, so much like we're on our own and everything is going badly outside of us, but we haven't really stopped to work on ourselves and we haven't stopped to unite ourselves with Christ. And, and I mean, that's how we're going to overcome this. He is the one that's going to turn hearts back toward him. So Elizabeth, uh, this book just sounds like an amazing resource, like you said, for individuals and also for groups to work through as well. Who would you say this book is geared toward? So this book is appropriate for mature teens and adults. It is geared for the Catholic community, but any Christian is going to find just a wealth of information there. That's great to know. How can people get a copy of this book and find out more about your work as well? Well, you can, obviously you can get it from our Sunday visitor. That's my publisher, our Sunday visitor, or you can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you prefer to purchase books. You can also find links to purchase it on my website at www.elizabethgilletauthor.com. And you can also reach out to me as well on that website. So if you have questions or you just want to chat about, you know, an experience or anything related to this ministry, feel free to reach me there. Perfect. And Elizabeth, you also shared uh, your very powerful conversion story on one of our other shows on Blazing the Trail with Miriam Marston. And so I also encourage all of our listeners to go and to listen to this really powerful episode. And we'll be sure to link that episode as well as all of your information on how you can get the book. Elizabeth, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, please know that we're praying for you and your pro-life ministry. As well, we're praying for everyone that will read this book, that that their hearts can really be changed. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blessing. Thank you. It is 824 here at Mater Day Radio. Through prayer, hearts most definitely can be changed. And at Mater Day Radio's Hail Mary Media app, we have the most incredible library of beautiful Catholic prayers. You can have the text to them. You can have the audio that plays them for you. There's even video available that you can have that beautiful meditation while praying. So download today the free Hail Mary Media app. You can find the information at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. 
For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 825 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat and Pope Francis will carry his devotion to Our Lady to the grave. Literally. We'll tell you more about that next. And a survey released this month, well, it reminds us this lasting effect that COVID had on those returning to church. I'll have that story for you as well. Here is Advent music from the Vigil Project, Savior of the World. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
And that is the Vigil Project, Savior of the World. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Pope Francis announced in a recent interview that he plans to be buried outside the Vatican. The pontiff told Mexican broadcaster Televista's N Plus News service that he has made arrangements to be buried in the Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome. The place is already prepared, Pope Francis told the outlet, saying the basilica where he prays regularly before foreign trips is a great devotion. Pontiffs do not have a requirement for a burial location, but since the death of St. Pope Pius X in 1914, all popes have been buried in the grotto under St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City. For centuries, St. Peter's Basilica has been the most common choice for the interment of deceased popes, but many pontiffs have chosen churches or catacombs with which they have a more personal connection. A survey released this month by a British Catholic organization demonstrates what the group says were the shocking effects of COVID-19-related church closures in that country. In its release this month, the group revealed that more than 60% of respondents said that their physical or mental health had been affected by church closures. The group said the survey results also demonstrated resilience in mass attendance, with less than 10% of respondents saying they attend mass less frequently or not at all since the start of the COVID pandemic. In the U.S., which also saw widespread church shutdowns, many state legislatures over the past few years have passed laws to protect houses of worship from state-mandated church closures in the event of a public health emergency. A majority of states now offer varying levels of protections. A Gallup poll released earlier this year, meanwhile, showed that fewer Americans are going to church than they did before the start of the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns. The Federal Bureau of Investigation is looking into at least 18 threats made across the state of Oregon on Monday, including more than a dozen bomb threats that prompted the evacuation of schools in six districts, including Bandon, Corbett, Colton, Cascade, Central Lynn, and Arlington, and also included houses of worship and two regional airports. 
Kieran Ramsey, the special agent in charge of the FBI Oregon, said the threats were not credible, but the FBI is taking the threats very seriously. Ramsey said some of the threats have similarities, including common verbiage. Some of these threats were able to be attributed to an IP address located overseas. Authorities also said similar threats were made in at least six other states. Oh, wow. This was a widespread fraud. Wow. Well, Tesla is recalling more than 2 million vehicles across its model lineup to fix a defective system that's supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention when they use autopilot. Documents posted Wednesday by U.S. safety regulators say the company will send out a software update to fix the problem. The recall comes after a two-year investigation by the National Traffic uh, Safety Administration into a series of crashes that happened while the autopilot, particularly uh, automated driving system, was in use. Now, Some of those crashes were deadly. The agency says its investigation found autopilot's method of ensuring that drivers are paying attention can be inadequate and can lead to foreseeable misuse of the system. The recall covers nearly all the vehicles Tesla sold in the U.S. and includes those produced between October 5th of 2012 all the way to December 7th of this year. The software update includes additional controls and alerts to further encourage the driver to adhere to their continuous driving responsibility. In sports, well, the drama just goes on and on. The legal fight over control of the Pac-12 has taken another turn as Oregon State and Washington State blocked a traditional multi-million dollar revenue distribution from the conference to the other member schools. OSU and WSU called their decision responsible and suggested any other action would not be in the best interest of the future of the Pac-12. In response, the 10 outgoing members accused OSU and WSU of abusing their position as allowed by a court order and therefore causing harm to athletes at the outbound schools. For the 23-24 fiscal year, the split is approximately $61 million, or just over $5 million per school. The 12 schools agreed recently to allow Washington State and Oregon State to enter a scheduling agreement with the Mountain West starting next fall. So, Pat, does that mean the two schools get to split the $61 million between the two of them, or is everybody still getting a share of that split? As far as I can tell, the money is in limbo. I don't think they have the legal right to all the funds, but they do control the conference. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays off. And, of course, you know lots of lawyers are going to be involved in oh, this. Oh, for sure. Because, <laughs> yeah, if they're outgoing, they don't have a vote, right? The schools don't get to vote That's on correct. it. That's correct. Only, according to the court order, only Oregon State and Washington State control the interest of the Pac-12. So the other schools are essentially at their mercy, at least right now. And okay. uh, that this is just this is ongoing, and this is just one of the little chess moves that's playing out right in front of us. Oh my gosh, the I drama! Li- I do, n- I and I don't have not met anybody who, who likes this at all. No, for sure, especially the two remaining colleges. They they want to have their conference and. Have all their friends join them and play. <laughs> it's going to be the end of a, the Conference of Champions. It's going to be missed. Are you struggling to let go of anger and resentment? Well, maybe this Advent season is the time to finally let it go. Well, calling themselves the Catholic gentlemen, John Heinen, Sam Guzman, and Devin Shadit shed light 
on the chains of unforgiveness, offering a path to mercy and reconciliation. First, they say, recognize the control of unresolved anger. John says when anger is controlling you, it seeps into your relationships with family, friends, your children, your spouse, and leads to a state of emotional bondage. To start healing, they say we must first recognize this hidden control and acknowledge how unresolved anger can dominate our lives. Next, understand the boomerang effect of unforgiveness. Devin explains the boomerang effect of unforgiveness where the person holding on to the grudge suffers more than the intended target. He says unforgiveness is like giving someone else the poison, but you dying from it. They say this perspective is key to understanding that forgiveness is not just a gift to others, but a crucial step towards self-healing. And then finally, they say, move beyond the desire for vengeance. Calling out the destructive desire for vengeance, Devin cautions against wishing harm on others, emphasizing that this is not the mind of Christ. We have to be very careful about the kind of justice we desire. Instead, they say we should shift towards understanding and forgiveness as the path to grow in holiness. I like that. Drinking the poison and expecting somebody else to die. Exactly. Mm. But you're dying yourself. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at 1 o'clock is Adelucham's 12th annual Christmas concert and carol sing at St. Paul's Catholic Church in Silverton. Join the Adelucham group in this opportunity to prepare hearts for the celebration of Christ's birth. The audience will be invited to sing favorite traditional carols with the performers interspersed between old favorites and lesser known but beautiful Christmas songs. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, Brenda, we have had to have a couple of shots of espresso in the second cup lately. (laughs) We've (laughs) had our challenges and we've been up late uh, trying to work on them. We'll we'll kind of recap that because I think we've gotten beyond it. Hopefully we're praying we have, and we'll check that weather forecast. It's changing, but we've resulted in a beautiful morning this morning with that change. That's just ahead next at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. We have a hard time believing in the resurrection. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. We are so accustomed to hearing about the resurrection that it has become somewhat ordinary and commonplace. We can't imagine the absolute despair, hopelessness, and shock of the disciples who lay Jesus' dead body in the tomb. And then came the women with unbelievable news that his body was gone. Then came Jesus himself. We have a hard time recapturing the intensity of their astonishment and joy and putting ourselves in their place. And it becomes easy to doubt. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. 
O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. Like the despair, hopelessness, and shock felt by the disciples, we can easily give in to the feeling that all is lost. But if we truly believe that Jesus is raised from the dead, we know that there is no place in our lives that is so dark that the light of the resurrection cannot shine. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. 842 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. What a day. Increasing clouds with a high near 50 this afternoon. Those gusty winds still with us up to 20 miles an hour. Then tonight, I was hoping to see those Geminids, you know, the, the uh, big display that's going to uh-huh. be tonight. And it's going to be behind the clouds, unfortunately. Mm. Cloudy, 30% chance of rain, mostly overnight, and a low of 41. 50% chance of rain tomorrow and a high of 46. Currently, it is 47 at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And that sun is shining. It's 44 at St. Edwards in Kaiser. The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend. Well, just as we enter into the second cup, Patrick, yeah, you're about ready for your second cup. Maybe you're on to your third already. (laughs) This is the second cup. Yes, indeed. Uh, But the third will be coming. So over the past, really, it's been a month. A month. Yeah. Right at a month. That our system started to have issues. Now, we have this great automated system that runs all of our radio controls. Now, what's fun about this system, and I suppose they believe that the people who are using them are not always the most technically advanced because the radio people, I don't know. But there is a smiley face right at the top of the page. Now, when all the systems are a go, the little smiley face has got a big smile on it. But if there is something in the system that goes wrong, it is an unhappy face. It turns unhappy and he's red and it's flashing. <laughs> so whenever I come in in the morning, that's kind of my, my routine is I go, I, un, I unlock, I turn off the alarm, and then I walk into our rack room, which is our main uh, you know, computer area where all the servers are, and I look to see if we're happy or sad. And for the most part, we're happy. But over the last month, there's been a lot of unhappy smiley faces. It has been relentless. We have thought we got it fixed, not fixed. Thought we got it fixed, not fixed. And Aaron Earhart has been up here, I I think, nearly every single Mm -hmm. day. And uh, we were up here all weekend working on it. And just uh, finally, Monday, we think we got the solution in place. So we, we apologize for the inconvenience. I know several listeners were saying, what's going on? The 
program that I expected to hear on isn't on and or we're off the air or the audio is skipping. And believe me, we know and we apologize for that inconvenience. But we were having a, just a, a tremendous, I think, attack mm-hmm. on, on things. And uh, we, we think we figured it out. Uh, the only problem with that is the, the solution is very, very expensive, Brenda. I mean, talking $20,000 wow. yeah. uh, for us to get this fixed. And it's going to it's gonna probably take o- over the course of the next month to get this fixed. So we'll probably have a few more little minor interruptions, uh, and hopefully that'll be it. We were able to put a temporary fix in place, replace switchers okay. uh, that we thought were going bad, but we have to replace a server and a couple of switchers, and then that just kind of ripples through our infrastructure. And, uh, yeah, the when the IT consultant gave me the bill, it was uh, approximately $20,000. Oh, goodness. So. You know, you and, and our budget person, Curtis, you, you try to plan as best you can for yeah. maintenance, and that's part of running a facility like this. But occasionally these big ones do pop up, and so we are just, you know, we – uh, don't like to have to ask, but we are asking our listeners that, you know, during this season, if you find that you're looking to give at end of year, would you consider Mater Day Radio? Just this fix is going to happen. It, it's not like oh, it is. it's yeah, not going to no, happen we're, unless we're it's gonna happen. Get this we're going to get this. But to ease kind of the the offset for that this time of year, we're just be so so grateful for that. And this is money, see, we have to take from other things that we were planning to do because we, we, we want to get this fixed, obviously. We want to make sure that our audio stream is, you know, impeccable and, and, and really smooth. And when you turn on the radio, we want to be there. Mm-hmm. We want the, the word of the Lord to be there and we want to lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. We can't do that when it's quiet. Sure. <laughs> we need the audio. Yeah, we have been, uh, you know, and it's funny when these things happen because we do check to, we, we've been on the air and it almost feels like while these things do happen, it was kind of preserved for a certain time of the year. And for whatever reason, the month of December has, it, it's, this is the time that we'll just say our Lord is saying, okay, you're going to have to fix it this month. We were preserved through Sherathon. We were right. preserved through some other important months and Thanksgiving. And and so he said, okay, I, I kind of held you through that important month. And now I'm going to ha- allow you the opportunity to focus on getting us going. You know, we just celebrated our 34th birthday. And it was really exciting because we were getting a few shout outs on that. I think Al Cresta sent us uh, on his show. Didn't Dr. David Andrus yesterday, too. They both sent us big happy birthdays. And they pointed out, and we've said this during the Sherathon, we are the first lay-owned Catholic radio station in the United States. And EWTN's first radio affiliate. Mm -hmm. So it all started right here. It all started with this great legacy of support uh, going back all the way to Bishop Walt Smith. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible legacy that uh, our listeners, they own the station. Our lady owns the station, actually, but our (laughs) listeners certainly have have played a key central role in making sure the station, first of all, got on the air, but keeping it on the air 34 years. And the legacy of that, Brenda, is that there are now more than 600 Catholic radio stations across the country, but numero uno Right, right here. here, KBBM. Modern right. Day Radio. Yeah. And uh, we've had different people uh, that have come in for visits from across the country, and they've seen what we were able to do 
when we left the University of Portland campus, we're up here on Sylvan Hill now. They're like, this is amazing what what we have been able to do, again, through the listener's support. So we want to continue this operation. And so this technology is just part of it. And we, we all suffer, you know, issues like, you know, technology, things failing. And it's you know, the Advent time of year. What I love over the 34 years, though, that Matra Day Radio has been on the air, and this is something that will continue always. We do not uh, change from who we are. And that is a Christ-centered Catholic radio station. And the rosary. And the rosary. We have always pray. In fact, there was even a discussion at one point if the rosary was still going to be on the air. And we went, absolutely. That was the first question I was asked when I came in and interviewed for the job uh, with the staff. And Dina Marie asked me, what do you intend to do with the rosary? And I said, pray it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't, but I didn't realize that there had been kind of a, a buzz about that, that the, we were going to stop doing the rosary. Not no. as long as I'm here. No. And no, no way. We do it three times a day. And, and if anything, we'll do it more. Uh, <laughs> that's what this, this has certainly led me over this past month. I, I've certainly prayed more just pray. And it's like, God, what is your will here? I know, you know, these challenges, something is trying to come about a good, a greater good is going to come from this. <laughs> just wish you would let me in on it a little it was, bit. Sure. Just and, and speak a little louder, Lord. So that way we know <laughs> your direction, right? Just, we just want to hear it a little bit more directly, but it, it was actually getting to the point I know in talking to you and Aaron that just like in the weekend, if that you saw your phone blink, you, you kind of had that sinking feeling like, oh, oh what Brenda, is it I, now? I was headed out to, to Our Lady of Peace having the reception and mass on Saturday. I was about to leave out the door and boom. It, it goes Off out and had to come up here and, and, and put, and I'm, the sisters are so understanding. I know that they, they realize what's going on, but mm -hmm. Aaron came over for Vancouver and then Sunday morning, right after mass, boom, happened again. Since Monday afternoon, we've been pretty well, uh, that smiley face has been yep. on. So, but, uh, we identified what the problem is. And again, the fix, uh, in the neighborhood of $20,000. So okay. This time of year, when it's that spirit of giving, if you can find a little place for us, along with the other Catholic apostolates in the area, we sure would appreciate you including us in, okay. in your prayers and, and even in your support. For somebody, Pat, now how do we want to do this? Somebody has been blessed in a certain way. They want, they're ready to help us with whatever they can. What's the best way for them to support Matra oh, Day the Radio? The best way is just to go online, matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And you can see that Give Now button and do it right there. Okay. And uh, it's just as simple as that. We make, we make it really easy for people to be able to support this ministry. And again, the best thing that we can get is prayer. Absolutely. Those prayers of protection are so important for us. So, I think it's those you. those prayers that was what helped us find the solution. Amen. That's right. <laughs> so please, in whatever way you can, you have the ability to be generous. Please consider being generous with Mater Day Radio. We appreciate you so, so very much. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. And it is 852 here at Mater Day Radio. We're going to wind up the show with one more look at your weather. Then we're going to sing. Stay with us. Oh, no. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 855 on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Last check of weather. Well, the increasing clouds this morning have made for a beautiful start to the day. Uh, they're going to bring us a little rain, though. High this afternoon, 50. Then the rain will roll in overnight. Cloudy with a low of 41. 50% chance of rain tomorrow. High 46. Right now, 44 in the Rose City. All right. Ooh, that'll get you started here. Closing out our show today, here is Cooper Ray. Sing Alleluia. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We bless your name for your faithfulness, your love, your mercy, your righteousness. You are welcome in this place. We honor you. You are 
Culture Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's Cooper Ray. Sing Alleluia. I was worried you were going to make me sing, Brenda. We wouldn't <laughs> want to do that to people. Not at all. <laughs> oh, they were giving me heck about singing last week. I'll admit, I'm tone deaf. I've told you, okay. I cannot sing. I cannot sing. I love to sing. Oh, I do too. But I, can't I can't sing at all. No, <laughs> no not me either. So we'll let other choirs do the there singing for us. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blended. It's Wednesday. That means Blazing the Trail is Ooh, on this evening show. at 730. Uh, we hope you have a very blessed day.